0: My parents were the first to notice something wasn't right with me. Stubbornness was still a trait among toddlers, even after the mandatory implementation of the neural inhibitor fear. But it went so much further with me. I wasn't just stubborn, there was outright defiance in my words. It scared them. Later, it also scared teachers and classmates. People would watch my every move, wary and untrusting. I'd never had a girlfriend. Everyone was too scared to have a normal conversation with me, but the girls especially found ways to be cruel without an outright confrontation. Fear repressed the instinctual fight half of the fight-or-flight response. But the cold and calculating devastation of planned cruelty was not only possible, it was now a honed weapon in our society. I tried to fit in, tried desperately for years as soon as I was old enough to realize how different I was. But there was a reason the government used a drug-like fear to repress the fight in people instead of more old-fashioned ways like conditioning or force. Instincts can't be fought. They come out at times, despite the most valiant efforts. Distrust led to suspicion, suspicion led to resentment, resentment led to hate. The cold shoulder in high school led to outright prejudice by the time I needed a job. Colleges and workplaces all required background checks, and everyone who ever knew me was more than happy to freely discuss my shortcomings my temper, my bursts of anger. And that very treatment fueled my anger, honing it into something stronger, more lasting. By the time I was 25, still living in my childhood room and never having even kissed a girl, my entire core was made of a polished rage. I hated them all, the people who turned me into this monster. They didn't do it because they really hated me, but I was a reflection of everything they had lost with fear. I was a walking reminder of the repression in this world. Finally, after I went on what felt like my thousandth job interview, I snapped. I reached across the desk to the sniveling man giving me the interview and grabbed him by the collar. You are going to give me this job. I will work here and you will call me sir. If you don't, I will hurt you. I will come back here every day and hurt you. I will follow you to your family's home. You will never be able to escape me. I watched his legs move and his arms push away the instinct to run from me kicking in. But I held him tight. He almost choked himself with his own collar as I held it. But he relented. And just like that, I had a job. I walked out of the building with a new resolve to improve my life. I walked into the nearest bank, ready to open my first account since I'd soon have money to deposit. As I walked in, I recognized a few faces of people who knew me. I stepped into line and heard a flurry of whispers concealed behind cupped hands. By the time I reached the counter, I was asked to leave. But I finally knew my own power. I wouldn't leave. I just wanted a checking account, but before I knew it, fury overflowed in me again. I started to demand everything people like them had denied me, stolen from my life. They agreed, handing over cash and account slips showing bank transfers. Even if they closed the accounts once I left, I still felt vindicated in a small way. But the bank employees had fought back in their own way. They called the peace enforcers while they filled my pockets with money. The peace enforcers were the children of peace enforcers, set aside a birth to take over the same job, so they were exempt from the fear injection everyone else received. But even though they still had the instinct to fight, it hadn't been honed in them as it had been in me. Generations of a complicit population left them confused and unsure how to even approach me. Now they were only trackers, chasing those who ran. They'd forgot how to fight. I left quite a mess that day at the bank. I often look back and think about how I could have done that better. Really, all of those deaths weren't necessary. I've improved since then. But one thing hasn't changed. People used to think the government and their control of them with the fear injections were the worst they had to dread. Now I'm the terror they talk about in the quiet coffee shops. I'm the thing the government officials talk about behind closed doors. I live outside all of them. They have their fear, but I am fear.